Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Spend my days working hard on the go when the hands on the clock keep spinning too slow. I can't wait to be home with my baby tonight. <laughs> That's a little double J. This is a little double J. It's Saturday night. Wrestling Inc. podcast coming to you after a very interesting WWE premium live event from San Juan, Puerto Rico. A lot to talk about. But first, pleasantries and hospitalities. Myself, Justin Lamar, coming to you with my other Jay in crime. He is longtime WWE referee, former referee for over 20 years. The one, the only future Hall of Famer, I predict, Jimmy Corderas. Jimmy, how are you tonight? Wow, you just uh, made my night by saying that. But at the same time, I, I was contemplating, oh, is this going to be a karaoke night? What song should I do? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't we great? uh yeah we're gonna have a lot of fun here it is uh as we are are recording live as we're recording right now some of you are watching it live some of you checking out later whichever you do is fine it's 11 15 here east coast time Mm -hmm. uh and what a three hours we just had 
of WWE action. Um, I, I mean, really, this is the first time they've been to Puerto Rico for an event like this, I believe, in two decades. Um, so much that we're going to unpack. 18,000 people. Uh, Jimmy, uh, and I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, kind of I'm, I'm throwing you some softballs because I ignore, you know, want to let people get in here for live and there's really not a lot of news to talk about because everything's pretty much focused on this and any other news is going to be stuff that we're going to probably end up talking about during the review or on monday so Mm -hmm. um, there's kind of some softballs this might have been one of the loudest consistently start to finish loudest WWE audiences Uh, i can recall i mean yeah we had chamber in montreal super you know an up crowd obviously super loud for sammy um I mean, we've had moments, but I mean, from start to finish, this San Juan crowd was just electric. No, they were on fire and there was a lot of other people on fire as well. But that, like you said, the crowd was awesome. And it's amazing, too, because it's two nights in a row uh, in the same venue. So, you know, that second night sometimes tends to be a little bit, uh, the, the crowd gets a little bit tired, so to speak. But tonight they were they were with everything. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> dare I say next time, let them stick around for Raw, too. Give them the trifecta of all three shows. Why not? You know what? Like they say, the biggest judge out there, you know, we could sit here like we do after the show and critique and make our little uh, observations and, and praise this and whatever. But at the end of the day, it's the people who buy the tickets that count. And when they're happy, the company's happy. Absolutely, and I and I, I can't wait to find out more news about how the gate of this did and all, and all the mm-hmm. <clears throat> all the revenue because this was a uh, you know a lot going into this match is that you know and, and I'll, I'll kind of tease tease some things we'll get to. They listed this night right off the top: Michael Cole and Corey Graves was on commentary. They talked about how tonight it is billed as a double main event. We all kind of knew going into this the two biggest matches, all things considered, is Cody and Brock for uh, for the reasons of who they are, and then. The context of the story and when where they are geographically, as two Puerto Rican natives, is Damian Priest and Bad Bunny, who have two years worth of history, mind you. So, you know, so you kind of knew those are the two biggest matches. They officially recognize them as the double main event, and uh, then just when you see how this card unfolds, and you see all they had in addition to that, uh, it, it really, uh, I mean, I don't know, in the history of backlash, which has been around since the Attitude Era. This uh, might go down for in a fighting chance for one of the best, if not the best, backlash ever. Yeah, you you definitely have an argument there. That's for sure because tonight was very entertaining on so many different aspects, not just like well, well we'll break it down. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, we got. <laughs> we'll get to them all. We will get to them all. Um, yeah. Again, big thanks to everybody who's starting to file in here, uh, who's been on the live chat. Uh, if you're checking us out after the fact, audio or video, we appreciate it. Make sure you hit uh, the subscribe button, the follow button, whatever the platform's calling for to make sure you get notified every time we have a new podcast coming out, which is almost every single day, almost in the week. Uh, leave a comment that's greatly appreciated. Uh, you know, like it, tell a friend, share, hit us up on social media, tell us where in the world are you when you're listening to this podcast? What are you doing? How's it getting through? your day uh and again if you are with us live cheers to you all right let's go ahead and jump into this because it is um there's a lot i want to first note this they open the show the first thing we see as we get as uh, the first live thing we see is a drone shot that is roaming overhead from the outside of the arena it continues to fly in to the arena and just flies in they bring the house lights up and everything the crowd reacts and i bring this up because 
not only was it uh, from a cinema, cinema, cinematic kind of view uh, spectacular, they would go to this drone shot several times in a night, whether it was be to follow somebody running out uh, you know, as a run-in down the aisle or whether it was to just circulate around the crowd and feel the energy. Uh, Jimmy, I don't know if you noticed this or how much you noticed it or, or what have you, but uh, that coupled with the energy of the crowd made this premium live event feel like a whole have a whole new element of of presentation no exactly I, I exactly what i was thinking it was a different type of presentation kind of uh, modern era you know we talk about evolving not only in the ring and the in-ring product and what we see on television but also what we see from a production standpoint which is very important as well and like you said that view with the drone from outside flying inside it just it, it it's um i don't want to say it's done deceptively but it makes the crowd look bigger. It makes the arena look bigger. It makes the audience looks like the, it makes it look like there's a lot of people there. So people who are tuning in to watch are going, "Wow, look at that!" And and you're getting the wow factor just from a visual standpoint. And like you said, during the night, you know, cutting to it for several different shots, it just added to the presentation. It really did, and I gotta uh, agree here with. Uh... Shabowski, I thought the same thing at one point. Good, good pilot though. Those are some risky shots. Yeah. Um, you know, you got to got to keep that sucker up there, keep it, keep it following the action, and then don't hit anything, don't fall on anybody. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I really, I thought it was. Um, this is not the first time WWE's used drone shots and drones, uh, but but I, you know, this was um, again. It just added something, and I, I don't know if there was um, more to the madness of them going as aggressive with that visual being in Puerto Rico. I don't know if there's different. Because like I know, and I know in the U.S. to have a to operate a drone, there are certain like regulations and things you have to go. I, so I don't know if San Juan is a little bit. I, I don't know. I but I just thought it was interesting that they picked this show to go that um, that aggressive for, and I, I hope we see more of it because. Um, and, it, and again, it could be just uh, the situation where that venue was was um, uh, perfectly designed for for that drone to be used more. Yeah, maybe I, I I love that that that's me that's that's one of the things from the production person here that I want to I want to find out more about is uh mm-hmm. is it, I I need to beep Issa and tell her that that needs to be her question right now in the in the press conferences ask ask Triple H about the drone mm-hmm. what's going on with the drone right um yeah crowd, uh, Chris Evans saying the crowd is absolutely unreal um mm-hmm. uh, loud Marlins fan saying I listen listen the audio to your podcast mm-hmm. daily because it's amazing. First time watching. Well, thank you for oh, joining thank us here. Yeah. Hopefully, we don't repel you back to uh, <laughs> to the audio. Only. Well, I've been told I have a great face for radio, so right. We don't. We don't have. Uh, <laughs> we don't have. Uh, we don't have Jack's hair or you know anything like that to mm-hmm. to soothe you with. Uh, Super chat here. Degenerates unite five dollars. Thank you. He says I feel like they shot their load early with that bad bunny entrance and match. It was how <sighs> is hard to follow that party. Wow. Um, well, that's kind of what I was teasing earlier about how a double main event and, and where they put things on the card. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to that, but I think um, a, a fair point to to make. Uh, and I see some other uh, super chats. Uh, we'll get to you, Antonio. We'll get to you when uh, when we get time. Want to make sure it kind of fits in perfectly with what it is that we are talking about. And Jr. Mm-hmm. Smith, yeah, I agree. Drone flying through the door was so close to the top of the threshold. Great work by the pilot. Yeah, that one again, just mm-hmm. kind of flying through this open air doorway. Um, it definitely wasn't Captain Over flying that one. No, no. Uh, so again, if if you're looking at us uh, for what to go check out, check <laughs> out the opening seconds of the show for the drone. 
for the drone. Well, it leads us right into our opening match, which is Bianca Belair, your Raw Women's Champion, not to be confused because she is now a SmackDown superstar. Don't know how that's going to materialize, but nonetheless, she is your Raw Women's Champion. And Jimmy, uh, they keep noting that if she can uh, successfully retain her title tonight, she will then go on. That, that'll that'll put her over uh, a day mark here shortly. That's going to make her the longest reigning women's champion in the modern uh, era. I believe, as I saw some some scuttle on social, I believe the, the the next to her would be Trish Stratus back in the 04 area, Irish, 0405. Mm-hmm. But Trish was also injured for a bulk of that time, several hundred days, so... Maybe not an apples to apples situation, but nonetheless, um, uh, yeah, since the women's division has become what it is today in terms of the uh, spot it's given, uh, pretty pretty successful uh, reign for her. But Bianca Belair uh, defending against EO Sky, EO Sky out there on her own, Jimmy mm-hmm. does not come out with the rest yeah. of damage control. And I don't know about you, I don't know, I didn't know the I didn't know the EO Sky market was was heavy in San Juan, but EO Sky is the heavy fan favorite of this match. They cheer for Bianca on the entrance. They cheer for her in the introduction. But it's almost like peer pressure quickly took over. And anybody who was cheering for Bianca quickly just kind of jumped on the EO Sky train because they were all about EO Sky trying to get this title. No, absolutely. And it caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting Bianca Belair to get the John Cena treatment uh, during this match. But uh, I will say this. The ladies put on one hell of an opening match. You know, uh, you want to start the show off hot? They started off this show hot with one heck of a performance. And you talk about, you know, Bianca being the Raw Women's Champion now that she's drafted over to SmackDown. It's an interesting situation because, you you know, people going into this match, people were thinking, oh, well, if she's the Raw Women's Champion and she's having this match and she's going to be on SmackDown, she's defending the Raw Women's Championship. Oh, this is the perfect opportunity to take the title off her so she can slide over to SmackDown. And that didn't happen. It adds an extra element to the story now. Here's the Raw Women's Champion who's been drafted over to SmackDown. What happens now with the Raw Women's Championship? Does she maintain it? Does she have to relinquish it? You know, it, it adds an extra element and it gets people guessing. And I like that. And again, back to the match itself. The ladies shined big time. And you talk about EO. Uh, uh, you know, she got over without going over. Yeah, I'd be interested to see if uh, if her, if the reception tonight, if that carries over to the next time we see her. Um, you know, because sometimes the things happen. Sometimes you get the, these reactions from these over-enthusiastic crowds. My mind goes back to, you know, especially pre-pandemic when the, the, the night after Mania, the Raw after Mania would always be just a raucous crowd, many of which were international fans. And sometimes the way they would react to certain things um, would carry over in weeks followed. Like the, the, the audience watching at home would go, oh, that, I got to do that. I got I to do the Fandango thing. I got to do the whatever. So I'll be curious if EOS carries over. Now, the result in the match and the story here kind of lends itself to that. Um, Bailey and Dakota Kai eventually come out, try to do some distractions. <clears throat> at one point, they even try to hold down Bianca's hair mm-hmm. to hold her in place so EO can do a maneuver from the top rope the ref sees it breaks it up that kind of distracts EO that kind of distra- that, that, that 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 um has that there's hesitation then and then EO does her move which she misses <clears throat> that eventually leads into um Bianca hitting her finish and getting the win so the story the commentary is telling is is you know 
Dakota and Bailey, while with the right intentions for their partner, might have just like, cost EO uh, her, yeah. you know, winning the title. So, I don't, you know, again, I, it, it, it kind of, I was going to ask you, Jimmy, do you think they might have called any audibles out there given the crowd reaction? But then when I watched the full match, I think it kind of it played out kind of perfectly. Uh, Bianca yeah. retains. She's probably still going to be a baby face. She's still a very lovable character, mm-hmm. but you've you've worked closer to EO splitting from them and EO splitting and being the baby face who splits away. Absolutely. And, and, you know, that's what I liked about this finish. This finish was, it looked like the, you know, the, the heels coming out, they're going to help her and that sort of thing. And again, going back to what I said earlier about the Raw Women's Champion now being on, on SmackDown and here she is with the Raw Women's Championship match. You're thinking, okay, here's where we get the distraction. Here's where we get the, the swerve and blah, 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 or whatever. But we got double swerve kind of sort of when uh, they kind of caused a distraction that ended up costing their their partner the match and planted a seed where she, you know, dissension between the ranks. And like you said, Justin, maybe this this could lead to EO Sky becoming uh, changing sides, so to speak, and going to the babyface side. You know, the crowd seems to like her. So, you know, hey. Yeah. Jimmy, can you recall, is there, is there one thing that ever stands out in your career of like um... – you're going in, you got a hot crowd, uh, especially for, for a TV, you know, or, or pay-per-view. And the crowd has kind of swapped, especially, I guess, if you go internationally, where you don't hear them engage them as regular as you do running towns in the U.S. Can you ever remember a time where, like, two guys went in there and, and the crowd was totally opposite what they thought? I think, I mean, are, are, is it, I mean, are, do you start calling stuff on the fly to, to change it around to fit what they are reacting to? Or do you kind of stick with what, you're doing because the broader storyline is telling you to do it this way. Like, do you have any recollection to, or, or advice to that? Uh, I can't remember any specific, specific ones where uh, there, you know, a lot of times up here in Canada, it doesn't matter, you know, like uh, for example, Edge and Christian, Yeah. you know, when they were a heel tag team, they'd come to Toronto. This is basically their hometown. You know what I'm saying? And they get in the ring and they'd be cheered and they knew it was going to happen. And they'd try at first to get the crowd to turn. And when they saw that it wasn't working, Hey, let's just go with it. You know, we'll, we'll act like baby face. And then you get the the, the baby faces kind of acting heelish. Yeah. But that's more what, on a house show. I've never really seen it happen on television. And uh, Baby Ice, is say, he says, a Canadian stampede in your house, 97. No, while that was a mm. fantastic show in July of 97 in Calgary, yeah. I think every, everybody knew going into that, all the media surrounding it locally, everybody knew. And that whole yeah. storyline that year, Brett and company, our faces and heroes in Canada, their heels everywhere else. I think that everybody knew that was going to be a flop, a flip flop that night. Right. Um, so there was no calling a surprise audible, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was just, I, I don't know. That was, that was, that was a first surprise of the night and, and first of many times this crowd were stars mm-hmm. in the show. We go to backstage, Ray Mysterio coming to see bad bunny in his dressing room. And uh, Ray's got somebody he wants to introduce bad bunny to. And he brings in Puerto Rican, uh, wrestling legend Savio Vega, who comes in. Uh, I, I'm not fluent in Spanish, so I didn't catch all of what he's saying, but, he, mm. but I'm sure it's all nice things. And I did see that he gifts Bad Bunny with a uh, custom Puerto Rican uh, kendo nice. stick to be used later in his San Juan street fight. So we'll just table that because uh, many mm-hmm. more, much more from Savio and others. All right, so we go into the match. It's probably the most random ass thrown thing together that uh, we, we they didn't even acknowledge on the go home raw last week. And that is Seth Rollins versus the free agent that is Omas, not drafted. Uh, Omas, one of a handful of free agents, also along with Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get this, and um, 
We started out pretty compelling, though. Seth, uh, of course, has a huge response with the crowd. Everybody's singing a song. Uh, music eventually stops. He's in the middle of the ring, Jimmy. Spotlight on him. He's just letting the crowd serenade him. And then after a few seconds of that, Omos just blindsides him with a big boot. I thought that was a great way to start. I thought immediate yes. heat, you know, just immediate heat for Omos. Mm-hmm. And uh, this match, just over 10 minutes long, Jimmy. It's Omos's longest TV match to date. I don't know about his house shows, but I can't imagine on house shows that he's gone any longer than this. Um, the offense by Omos looked powerful, but it was all contained. And when I say by contained, meaning Seth was pretty much in control of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's Seth springboarding. Omos gives a strike to Seth's midsection. It's up to Seth what he wants to do. Does he does he mm-hmm. does he monkey flip after that and sell it? Does you know it it was all stuff that was very well you know made Omos look big, but uh, but a Rollins could control it and, and, and be protected, made him look like a million bucks selling. Um you know, and ultimately we had to see something we've never seen from Seth Rollins, which is a curb stop from the top, top rope, rope. Yes. To keep Omos down. So Rollins wins, which I think we would agree is probably the right decision because he's just got such momentum as a hot baby face. But let's talk about Omos. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy, I think this is probably Omos's best showing. And 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 I mean, I, I think this is best showing. I don't know how much of it is his improvement and how much of it is uh, Seth Rollins being a magician. I think a little bit of both, but uh, but a lot more leaning towards Seth Rollins being able to get that out of him because Seth Rollins is a master at making people look good, and that's what he showed tonight. He's, he, and it, it's it's no disrespect to Omos. But he's not there yet. At the, but at the same time, when you're building up a guy this big, uh, as much as, it, you know, like here's here's this giant and uh, whatever, uh, you know, obviously um, Seth Rollins, especially with this world championship tournament coming up, you know, and he, Seth looking like he's going to be a big part of it. This is a good springboard or launching pad for people to put him in title contention. Let's put it that way. But at the same time, Omos needs a big win sooner rather than later. And I know people say, well, well, they could always build them up after. But, you know, this is the second one now. And it's kind of like uh, it's going to take a little bit to get him back to where they need to get him to elevate him to that. Ooh, Omos, you know, kind of status. Yeah, especially sticking here with Omos real quick before we go over to the, the, the tournament. Um, right. Omos is right now being listed as a special attraction. He's this free agent. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to kind of from my perspective. In the history of WWE in the modern era, in the last you know 20, 25 years, uh, when they have special attractions, guys that are kind of larger than life, part time, whatever you want to call them, you know, who, who are we talking about? Brock Lesnar, The Undertaker, Big Show, Triple H, like mm-hmm. all and what they all have in common, they were all full time in the grind who succeeded and rose to the top then. And then later able to transition and be believable to be special attraction. You know, they could come around and they could, it might be their only match of that year. They could lose that year, but it's okay because they have the equity and credibility that, that they've built up. Mm-hmm. Omos hasn't done that. Right. You know, he really he had a brief time with AJ Styles, but and he's been going around with MVP squashing guys, but he hasn't had that. So I, I agree. I, I'm okay with them letting him be a special attraction and not forcing him to have a match every week or every show, but I agree. They need to take the next few premium live events in Saudi and then and then, then uh, Money in the Bank in, in London. And then they need to take them and find opponents for him that seem worthwhile to watch, but prepared to have him beat them because he needs to rack up mm-hmm. some some wins when right. their biggest audiences 
like 18,000 people there tonight and who knows how many millions on Peacock are watching. You need to get him some wins or quickly the special attraction flame is going to get burnt out. No, you're absolutely right. And like you said, the biggest thing is who he beats. Right. It's not just that he wins a match because you can have, you know, the, again, no offense, Barry Horowitz, my old buddy. Uh, you know, that's one thing. That's a, you know, TV match kind of thing, you know, enhancement sort of thing. But he needs a credible win against a credible name opponent. And that has to happen sooner rather than later, in my opinion. And then, like you said, on, on a premium live event. Yeah, and he's yeah. Don't don't just give me raw respect on squash matches. Give me mm-hmm. give me a match that you build to have. Try to put some story to, mm-hmm. uh, but it's got to be a guy that's believable. It's got to be a guy that you, that you you care about if he beats. Yeah. You know, maybe I mean, <clears throat> I, I don't want to start throwing sacrificial lambs, but just to kind of if people are kind of watching the the rumor mill, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of chatter about Drew McIntyre and that he's going to be contracts will be up the next year and will he be sticking around? Well, okay, if if that's the case, business is business. You mm-hmm. say look. Hey, buddy, if you're on, if you're out the way, we're gonna keep paying you. But if you're out the door soon, um, you know we need we need you to help us build our next generation. As the old saying goes, you do your favors on the way out. Exactly. So mm-hmm. just, just a name thrown out there, but I hear you. I hear you, buddy. And 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 why not? I mean, like it, it's a business after all. And it, regardless of where Drew ends up, it's not gonna hurt him. Yeah, and I'm just throwing Drew out there because he's kind of fresh on my mind. It's right. news out, there. but but he would be somebody who, again, former champion, uh, you know, credibility. If if Omos beats Drew McIntyre clean, I mean that's mm-hmm. that's a that's a to uh, Jimmy mentioned about uh, Roll- Rollins and you know a lot of speculation and belief he'd probably be involved in this World Heavyweight Championship hunt. Uh, not going to speculate on. I, I've had my thoughts. I've tweeted them. We talked about it last week. I'm not going to even speculate or ask Jimmy. Hmm. what that World Heavyweight Championship pursuit is going to look like because as we talk right now, and it's just past 11.30 Eastern time on Saturday night, hmm. uh, WWE did tell us tonight that Sunday morning on their socials, they're going to reveal what who the participants are and what that's going to look like this week on Raw and SmackDown. Don't know why SmackDown, but we're going to find out. So I'm not going to even, because whatever we speculate, it's going to be outdated in a matter of 12 hours. So, right. um, so just uh, tune in Monday. Yes. <laughs> as we will talk about it Monday. After all, there you go. Uh, Sonny has a question saying, does the writer's guild strike not affect WWE writers? It does not affect WWE writers. Mm-hmm. WWE writers are not uh, under the, 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 the guild that you're mm-hmm. talking about in Hollywood there. So WWE presses on. Yes. <clears throat> all right. Um, next up, we get Bobby Lashley versus Bronson Reed versus the United States champion Austin Theory. Uh, Theory and Lashley, I believe, both now SmackDown stars. Bronson Reed still on Raw, if I have my scorecard correct. Of course, the uh, gimmick here, triple threat, Austin Theory is champion. No champs advantage. He does not need to even be involved. He doesn't even need to be in the, in the ring to lose his title, so that's something to always watch for here. And exactly as I predicted on, on Wrestle Rumble predictions is how it went down, but it's the best way to do it, which is Lashley getting the big spear on Bronson Reed but Theory coming in and stealing that pin to sneak out and retain his title. Jimmy Theory retains. He's got a brand-new life over on SmackDown, fresh new set of opponents, so a lot to look at there. And then Bronson Reed, we know he's he goes up on the ropes regularly, mm-hmm. but again tonight just getting up on the ropes and showing the agility, showing, the, showing a man of his size should not be able to move like that, but he does. I really hope. Crowd was reacting to him tonight. As they worked on most everything, Bronson Reed's someone I really want to see the weekly crowd start to pick up more on because I just think that he is 
uh, a real attraction to see uh, the see mm-hmm. in real see in person him do what he does exactly and it's not like he does it like one after the other one after the other he pulls them out at the right times he makes it mean something he makes it feel special he makes it feel like you want to see it happen you know what i mean and and when it does happen it makes you go oh that guy shouldn't be able to do stuff like that you know what i mean and you're exactly right and this match here i like the way it played out i like the idea you know austin, austin theory the heel stealing the win in heel fashion and acting like he did all the you know he did all the dirty work when it was actually you know bobby hitting the spear after the uh the miss spot off the top and uh, it, it worked it definitely worked this guy it had a little bit of a faster pace to this match than most of the matches tonight which is fine and because you can't have every match at the same pace but this one moved a lot quicker people sold properly i think it was the right outcome having um ha- having austin theory continue this this heel run as champion because he's uh you know with the big win over john cena at wrestlemania this was let's run let's run with this thing while it's still hot I agree with keeping uh, the title in theory, especially against you. Just, just moved him to SmackDown. Yeah, you're right. He's a month off of beating John Cena at WrestleMania. <clears throat> he moved him to SmackDown, so fresh opponents there. Uh, but I, I do have to say, though, as I look back at this, at this night and how raucous this crowd was responding to who and what they did, mm-hmm. now looking back in hindsight, you know, uh, 40 minutes removed from it, I actually think they were a little tame in their reactions to Austin Theory. Uh, which is a little concerning to me that this crowd that was so hot did not, I don't feel it gave as much venom to him mm. as I think that his character is trying to warrant. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if he needs to get on the mic more, needs to get more dastardly, if he needs to get more personal, if he needs to get more slime ball or what it is. But mm. that was one thing as, 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 as the night went on and I went back reviewing my notes. I'm like, you know, theory did not get as much heel heat. In context, relatively speaking, as I as I as I would hope compared to everybody else. So no, no, that's a fair that's a fair assessment, and 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 it could could be a number of things. And maybe maybe they it, it was a situation where if you look at it technically, was it was it three heels in the ring in a triple threat match? Because Bobby is was sort of like the babyface, but he is he really categorized as that right now? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you I think, think I think he yeah. is, but yeah, yeah. but but it it kind of. See, then it goes to that old argument: Who's the baby face they really want to see, and who's the heel that they really want to see the baby face kick the right. crap out of? You know what I mean? So it was kind of, it felt almost like, yeah, uh, who's uh, you know, like you said, there were times where it looked like they were kind of. Yeah. Well, and, and Bobby's and, and Bobby's had an unfortunate spring season here. I mean, his mania mm-hmm. program got completely, you know, uh, dera- I mean, it just it, it disappeared. Obviously, with he right. and Bray not happening, and um. Gotcha. So yeah, I mean it's yeah. uh, we'll see. I, but but I I think it's you know I, yeah it was just one of those things. I was looking. I was like, man, I, I really thought Theory would have had more mm-hmm. more heel heat. Uh, Sick Ross and Reed moves like Bigelow, Boss Man, Earthquake. Yeah, he's a yeah. I mean Bam and Bigelow, Vader. I, that's what I always think about. Just a guy right. that's just uh, the size he is, being able to mm-hmm. move and do the things he does off the ropes, especially. Good call on Boss Man too. He was quick, very quick for his size. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, SmackDown Women's Champion now on Raw, Rhea Ripley up against uh, uh, Puerto Rican native Zelina Vega. Family uh, front row, uh, Michael Cole giving the rundown of her family that's there, who she's embracing on her entrance, uh, giving uh, note. And it's not the first time they've talked about it. Her her 
uh, father who uh, her late father who died tragically in the 9-11 attacks uh, in New York City. Uh, so they're, they're really just giving you quickly the just catching you up mm-hmm. on the Zelina Vega story. Of course, she's out there. Incredible wardrobe, uh, Puerto Rican flag and colors uh, as part of her her entrance. And just, you know, I mean, really, I, you know, a hell of a moment as she's making this entrance and, and Michael Cole selling it. <laughs> and she's she gets her mom's slipper, which I, I I'm not. Yeah, I wish this is where I really wish I had Issa. I, I I'm pretty sure if I understand the mm. the the cultural meaning is you know Latino mom slipper being thrown at you. Mm. I guess would be kind of like um, d- dad's belt giving you a whooping. I, I, I guess would be maybe the closest kind of uh, mm-hmm. cultural comparison or example or what have you we'll have to get Issa mm-hmm. to kind of follow up on it but a little a moment that certainly popped the crowd because the, the crowd there all popped for that right. um but this match i, it did, was, I did too because it, it you know in in the greek culture it's a kind of a same sort of thing with a slipper yeah okay yeah, yeah. okay um so i mean this match not terrible i think it's probably i don't actually have the final times in front of me i think this match is probably the shortest of any matches tonight but Zelina still got some 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 shine. Still got some spots. Uh, mm-hmm. Crowd very much behind her. Uh, Rhea, though, and I think pretty predictable if you're following along here. Uh, Rhea does hit the Riptide, gets the victory, uh, retains her title, leaves, but then uh, j- just a huge standing ovation yes. that went on for quite a while. For Zelina, I mean, Zelina just overcome with emotion. And you know what, Jimmy? I'll say this: I'm glad she came back to WWE. You know, she left. Mm-hmm. After at one point a few years ago, there was rumor, a lot of controversy amongst you know, she wanted to be streaming, like Twitch streaming, and other projects outside of WWE, whatever, whatever. She comes back. If she never has another title match in WWE again, right? Nobody can take this experience and moment away from her tonight. It was absolutely incredible, and you saw the the absolute genuine emotion coming out of her. You know what? You talk about WrestleMania moments. This was, uh, you know. I don't want to say a WrestleMania like moment, but it is a, it, it, it's it's a life changing moment. It is a it is one that is going to be in, etched in her mind and in her heart forever because uh, the crowd was incredible. Even after the match, when you know she you know she, she performed well, she had her moments in the match, a couple of moments there, but at the same time, Rhea looked very strong in the match. Yes, going over and, as she as she should. As she should. Yes, absolutely. And the other interesting thing I found about Rhea being dressed in white, wearing white gear, kind of, you know, a little bit surprised me, but that's okay. Uh, you know, the heel that she is. But uh, it, it did, but then it actually made sense a little bit later when uh, Priest comes out. I think actually next, maybe. Yeah, next. Yeah. Um, he comes out dressed in all white, and Corey Graves is telling the story that Priest told him he's dressed in all white because in this story, with Bad Bunny, Priest is actually the hero. Everybody has it twisted. Mm, so I guess right. a little bit of continuity of, of Judgment Day tonight. Yeah. The ones who are performing. Mm-hmm. So Rhea stands tall. Uh, mommy is still your champion. Mm-hmm. All right, Jimmy, check out this super chat. You ready for this? Yeah. Jimmy, this super chat is all because of you. Uh oh. And it is for $49.99. Oh, wow. Yes. Jeff. Wife walked by the TV, saw the stream, and said, Whoa, Jimmy was one of my faves watching with my dad. Give him some money. Thanks for the analysis, as always, guys. Oh, my so goodness. Jeff, Jeff's got our stream blown up on the big screen. 
and the wife when and hey, happy wife, happy life. She said, "Get Jimmy paid a little bit, please." Oh my goodness! Thank you, Jeff, and thank your wife for me, and that is very yeah. much appreciated. It means a lot. Wow, tremendous, uh, Jeff. It your wife, tremendous. your wife has tremendous taste, and that's that's, that's <laughs> you, you did well, my friend. Thank you very you much. If I do say so myself. <laughs> thank you very much. That was uh, that. Thank you, thank you both. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's awesome. Um, really, really appreciate that. I feel like I, I, I feel like I feel like that super chat for the for the video of it should just like just stay up for a few extra minutes. I don't know. Yeah, um, I'm, gonna I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm, 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 gonna, I'm gonna give it some time here while I transition hey, to the. Are you, are you reading this, boss? Are you reading this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, up next is uh, the first of the double main event, Jimmy. I was a little surprised. I actually thought. Before we even get into all the things, I'll, I'll, I'll do more play-by-play for this match than any other match because I think it warrants it. But before I do that, I was surprised. I really thought going into this, I was telling LaGreco and Busted Open yesterday, I really thought Priest versus Bad Bunny would be what you end the night with. I was surprised that they put it at this point in the show. Nah, maybe a little bit, but at the same time, yes, for that market, it would have worked. But you're looking at the whole the big picture here. you know, uh, Like you said, Disney and... And WWE Network for us up here in Canada and whoever else is watching around the world. Uh, for Puerto Rico, it would have been, you know, let's say, let's say for example, it was a, I don't want to say a house show, but uh, a special event there, uh, which it was a premium live event. But uh, I, I, I think when you talk about bigger names, well, I don't want, I don't want Issa to get hot at me, but the uh, bigger wrestling names, basically, yeah. Bad Bunny, if he's going over, he's not. He's probably not going to be at Raw this week, right? So it's you know it doesn't need to necessarily end the show. I guess is what you're what you're maybe getting at. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but I was I was a little surprised. I was, but then we see how the show unfolds, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> as we'll talk about. All right, Jeff, I'm taking yours down, but Jeff, thank you again, and thank your yeah. wife. Fantastic, um, yes. fantastic super chat. Um, yeah, I, I was a little little surprised, but then as I watch everything unfolds, and I'm like, all right, well, this is. You know, this is what they're what they're going for. Uh, I, I suppose it made a little more sense. So let me go ahead and jump in, and I'm going to give more play by play to this than any others because, mm-hmm. it, it, like I said, it warrants it. Priest mm-hmm. comes out, great entrance, great look. He's in the white gear, uh, still paying uh, homage as he does to every in all of his gear to Scott Hall with the outsider stuff. Bad Bunny's music hits. Mm-hmm. There ain't a person in this building that don't know the words to this. They are all singing it word for word with him. The drones flying over. I mean, the energy was just there. <clears throat> then Bunny reveals that he's got a, you know, he's, he's he's raving all of a sudden in a hardcore match. He's got a shopping cart full of, of, of tricks. So this, he gets in there. This match gets going. He hits a Michinoku driver on Priest within the opening minute. Mm-hmm. Um, there's weapons. At one point, Priest hits the south of heaven. Uh, and... One, two, he pulls Bunny up. He does not let Bunny get pinned to three because he wants to torture and make Bunny suffer. Is that going to be the cocky downfall? Mm-hmm. Um, 
They eventually fight out in the crowd to the tech area. Priest hits his broken arrow off the top of these big roadie cases <clears throat> into a bunch of tables. Bad Bunny looks like he's dead to the world. Um, Priest gets ready to do a, a spinning heel kick. Bunny ducks. Priest hits the ring post. Now the story is Priest's his ankle, his knee, his leg is all hurting. And at this point, it looks like Bad Bunny's got him on the ropes. And it's just, you know, and Priest is begging, pleading to get out of it. Judgment Day comes out. Finn and Dom come out to interfere. Now they have the numbers game on them. Here comes Rey Mysterio to give one more body to the side of the good guys. But we're still not even. We got to get even. So what do we need? We need a cologne. Here comes Carlito. First time in a WWE ring and probably 15, over a decade at least. I know he's on mm-hmm. a Hall of Fame stage, but over a decade mm-hmm. since he's been in a ring. Uh, if you don't know who Carlito is, Google him, but he was a, a WWE performer back in the mm-hmm. 09 era, era. I think he won the IC title in his first uh, match. His father is Carlos Colon, who is a legend uh, mm-hmm. and promoter in the Puerto Rican uh, wrestling market. So Carlito, huge deal, comes out. And uh, between Bad Bunny, Ray, and Carlito, they start to send Finn and Dom running, but that's not enough because here comes Savio Vega again mm-hmm. out there and the rest of the LWO to mm-hmm. take out Finn and Dom. Uh, and then Bad Bunny, he attempts a figure four, locks that in. He hits slice bread number two. He takes some chairs, all from Bad Bunny, and then finally hits a Bunny Destroyer, hits a, uh, I guess it's a, a Puerto Rican Destroyer for tonight, and gets the victory. One, two, three. Jimmy, Bad Bunny beats Priest. I'm not surprised. I, that was my prediction. Mm-hmm. Once again, Bad Bunny out there looking like he's been doing this all of his life. He looked really good. And and uh, like you said, uh, when you have celebrities coming in and performing in the ring and having matches, it's, 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 it's a lot of times you're wondering, can they hang? And when you watch what Bad Bunny did, especially in this kind of environment, yes, you know, it's one thing to do wrestling matches, but to do a hardcore match of this style and getting hit with kendo sticks and chairs and garbage cans and lids and doing all that kind of stuff, he took a lot of punishment tonight. So you got to give him a lot of credit, a lot of hats off to 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 Bad Bunny for for performing the way he did and the wrestling maneuvers that he did perform. They were good. He looked good doing them. He looked like he's been doing this for a while. So, you know what? Hats off to him. You got to give him credit. We're you know credit. Give credit where credit is due. And to those people out there who are saying, "Well, he doesn't belong in our industry because he hasn't put in it." Look, if you don't get it, you don't get it. Yeah, exactly. I, I I mean, I just um, you know, when they say it, and I, again, I'm not, I'm, I don't have Bad Bunny on my playlist, and, but I'm not, but I, but I, I certainly have all the respect in the world. The fact that he is a fan that he is, mm-hmm. but, but takes the risk that he did. I mean, he hit that slice bread number two. He came down funny on his neck, and I mean, that could have been bad if you know he's out there to risk his life, and he doesn't have to. He is the most streamed musical artist in the world. That's nothing to. Does that you can't ignore that. That's that's insane. Um, that was Absolutely. one of the most that was one of the most electric entrances I can ever recall. Uh, Antonio, I'll get your super chat here. You've been waiting for a while. Uh, Labar should be happy. Priest didn't kick out of the Canadian industry. Yes, I am. <laughs> I see far too many of them on Wednesday nights, and 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 they're they're kicking out almost at one. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, Shelbowski, uh, Canadian five fifty. 
There was no louder pop than Bunny got. Only thing that could have topped it is Abdullah the Butcher rising from the grave and stabbing people. I don't think Abby's dead. I think Abdul is he still alive? I'm. You know what? Now that he said that, I have to almost like somebody Google. Google. I'm pretty sure Abdullah's yeah. still alive. Yeah. Somebody let us know. Uh, and thanks to Bernie and the others. Uh, I, I did. I did misspeak. Carlito did show up in the Thunderdome during Rumble. Thunderdome's kind of forgettable in my mind, but uh, right. Uh, but I believe you are correct but, on that. But but, but it, it was nice seeing all the faces there. Savio, Carlito, Ray, LWO, Bunny, all of them standing in the ring at the end there in the place going banana. Banana. Yeah, was, what's the Spanish word for banana? Uh, that's what they were doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the chat saying that uh, Abby Abdullah is still alive. So good to, oh, good to hear. There you go. Yeah, this was, I mean, uh, you know, again, Jimmy, I'll say this again. It, it was, they put it where they did. Part of me had the thought that when they did put it where they did in the match, so this is not going to be what sends the crowd home happy. Part of me thought, okay, you've given us this match inside of a match with the interferences, with the, with the interference and, and, and all the uh, surprises. Could that then justify letting Priest get the victory on Bad Bunny? You know, Priest gets a win, but like Bunny and the crowd still get something. Uh, so for a moment there, I did think that was what was going to happen, but Priest gets pinned. But I don't think you know. Are, are you going to think any any less of him or the Judgment Day for? No, because of all because of all the shenanigans that went on around it. You know what I mean? Like with all the the interference that was going on, and we saw it earlier in the night in the, in the women's match where the where the you know with damage control trying to come out and help, and it ended up you know costing her instead of helping her win the match. Uh, same thing here. It's a, with all the shenanigans going on and all the the extracurriculars, for lack of a better term, I thought it worked here. It, you know, you could have made a case for for Priest eking out a win here, but he, you know what, he can get his heat back. Basically, says Platano. Hmm. Banana. Ah, there you go. Yeah, banana. Platano. Platano. It's plantains. Okay. All <laughs> right, guy. I see you. <laughs> Nicholas, super chat, two dollars. Thank you, Nicholas. Bad Bunny should sign a WWE contract. Well, I think he has he has some deal with the company. Yeah, you know he's got you know he's he's in the video games and he's in the marketing and he's got some deal. But I mean, look, he's the most streamed artist in the world. I don't think he wants to be <laughs> running. The, I don't think he wants to be working Poughkeepsie <laughs> on a on a Sunday night. I think he's got a pretty good deal down. Work a match or two a year. Um, come in, hit it hot. Leave people leave people remember you doing this good of a match, and then you know mm-hmm. come back and do it again. Um, He, you know what I want to know, and I I tweeted this earlier. I want the true, and I might have to, I might have to ask Priest this uh, because I have a feeling he's he might have had a a hand. I want to know the true origin story of how the 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 Bad Bunny working relationship started. I I remember it was it was the the Rumble a couple years ago, and part of the Booker entrance, I believe, and you know then then he's teaming with Priest when Priest still face. But I want to know behind the scenes internally, Jimmy, how it came to be. Who when we know we know Bad Bunny's a fan. Who approached who first? Who vouched who vouched for it? Who pitched it to Vince? Because I damn well know Vince doesn't have Bad Bunny on his gym playlist. So I want to know the origin story of how the hell they because it's been a tremendous payoff. I want to know how it started. That, that that I want a whole DVD on how that started. I I'm sure somebody brought up the name in one of the meetings and everybody went, who? You know what I mean? Like you said, he's not probably not on Vince's playlist, Jim playlist, and stuff like that. But you know, you look at somebody like a, a Hunter or Triple H, it, he would it would click with him and maybe go, "Hmm, 
And let me let, let's find out more about this and research it and look into it and say, hey, let's see if we can utilize this to our advantage. Because after all, like we say, it is a business after all. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I know, I know, I, I know, I outdated myself by saying DVD. We need a Peacock special on <laughs> Bad Bunny and the WWE, the, the the relationship that we did not ever expect. Okay, we need we need a cassette tape. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Shiro J saying we need to work on the bar Spanish. I never took Spanish. I took I took French. I what, what do you want? Look at my last name. I I, I never took Spanish. I'm sorry. That's why oh, that's why we needed Isa here. But she's mm-hmm. she's 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 in Puerto Rico right now doing her thing. Yeah. So she'll she'll school us all next week when. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Ricky saying got to be Triple H or Damian Priest. Uh, bring Bab. You know, look, I Triple H has been very. He's very pulse. You know, he was very much on the Logan Paul pulse. I know that. I know, I know Priest, and I and I know that, I know that he and Bad Bunny have a good relationship. Uh, so, right. I, I agree. I think, but I, but I, I still want to know the X's and O's in the order of, again, yeah. who got it from? Because we look, they do musical crossovers all the time, so that's not right. really groundbreaking. But who? How did it get from musical crossover to okay, one spot to no, this dude wants to train and can go and can do tag matches, can do single. We can build a main event around him. Like that's just, um, yeah. I mean, like we've had celebrity, like I've, I've been involved in some, you know, especially the Drew Carey one at, at the Royal Rumble where he didn't really get that involved in stuff like that. So having celebrities actually participate to this extent is really incredible. And, and you got to get, you got to give him a tip of the hat. Yeah. Uh, sick Ross saying something that I want to give a shout out to my uh, my my former intern and good buddy, uh, Juice Springsteen at Juicy Steen tweeted earlier that I commented on is the same thing. Bad Bunny versus Logan Paul at Mania next year, maybe. Yeah. And when when Juice again at Juicy Steen, when Juice tweeted earlier, I quote tweet that said, "If that match happens, and Logan plays a great heel, so this could happen. Logan could play a great heel. Mm-hmm. I mean, Logan also I think actually lives in Puerto Rico now, so there's a funny tie in there too. Yeah. Uh, if that happened, that could break WWE social media records." Given the number of tens of millions of followers those two have alone, and then combine them, that could bring all new sets of eyeballs who don't know anybody else in any of the other matches, but are tuning in or buying or whatever. Uh, don't money. don't take it off the table because it's very possible. It's all about the money. DiBiase had it right. Yes, he did. Yeah. And, and and look, and both guys have proven they can hang in a singles match. Now, granted, yeah. both guys have been in the ring with veterans as their dance partner. Mm-hmm. So you that, might, you so might this, have to, you might have to smoke and mirrors the match a little bit, but I still think you could do it. That, I, it's doable. Let's put it that way. And, and you can tell that these guys put time into it and want to do the right thing. So, and they listen, you can tell that they listen. So, Hey, you know, it, it'd be interesting. Like you said, with, to have this match with nobody who's going, who's, Who's zooming? Who? Who's leading? Who? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's when we need the ref. So, Bad Bunny versus oh. Logan Paul. Jimmy is the ref. Special enforcer. Iron Mike Tyson. Oh my goodness! Do you see oh. Tyson wants to fight Logan Paul? Get that in a WWE ring. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Especially now with their their new deal and their new ownership, it, you never know. It may happen. Yeah. Uh, Zartan saying, uh, why wasn't there a post press conference after this pre-live event? I didn't know there wasn't. I assume there actually was. I, I, obviously, I'm doing this. I assume there 
was. I, I know they did the presser yesterday. I thought there would be a post one, but um, I, I don't know. I, I can only assume logistics. I can only assume that maybe you know right. Triple H or the talent had to get on a plane and get get out of there. And could be, not sure. Yeah. Could be. Not sure. Uh, but uh, you know, <clears throat> certainly. First half of the main event delivered, I, I think uh, all would agree. And I'm sure they sold a lot of those uh, LWO shirts that they had on tonight mm. for, uh, for yeah, Puerto the, Rico. The, the blue, red, and white. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, let's go. And th- this is what speaks to the depth of this show, as I was kind of teasing earlier. Mm. Jimmy, you have a double main event that you're billing, right? And in the middle of that, and, and usually if you have a double main event, and if you separate them with a match in between, traditionally in booking, right, mm-hmm. the match you put in between is meant to be like the cool down. Let's let the crowd bring it back down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when your cool down spot mm-hmm. match is <laughs> the bloodline mm-hmm. versus Sammy KO and Riddle, which <laughs> has you know a year's worth of history, um, that says something about what you have to work with it is uh you you, you have your your fire on all cylinders yeah as they would say um so we get this match uh here and uh you know the, the of course the story here is bloodline there's a lot of you know a lot of subtle mm-hmm. what have you going on here about you know jay and the usos and you know solos obviously in roman's good graces but the usos maybe not at one point jimmy accidentally kicks jay at one point, Jay and Solo have a contentious moment of tagging each other in and out very aggressively. It looks like Solo's going to give the Samoan Spike to Jay. He doesn't. Ultimately, Samoan Spike on Riddle. Bloodline gets the victory because of Solo with the pin. Post-match, even their celebration is not mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not kumbaya. The tensions are rising. Uh, what did you make of this match and this uh, the longest-running soap opera story that WWE's had here? No, I enjoyed the match. I thought it was a good match. I, it, it was interesting that all three of the baby faces got their hot tag moments and uh, got the shine. And the the like you said, the little things on the heel side, the little uh, nuances, not even nuances. Some of them were even glaring. The aggressive tagging back in, you know, hey, you ta- you tag in, I'm tagging back in, and it's that kind of stuff. And and the teasing, the dissension between the two, and and, and stuff like between the bloodline, let's put it that way. It continues and it's not getting, uh, it's not getting, it doesn't feel like it's being dragged out too long. Yeah. You, it, 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 I think they're doing it at the right pace because when that, when that, uh, I don't know how to, the collision, when the collision, yeah, good word. That's perfect word. When the collision does happen in, in the bloodline, when that, that camaraderie, that brotherhood, that family, explodes it's going to mean something you know and and it's very very right now so far very well done storytelling wise yeah i'm really curious this summer um you know united champions obviously the <coughs> excuse me the focus being the crowning of the new world heavyweight champion but you have to assume it's united champion that i believe that we talked about that date is significant to roman surpassing a thousand so roman's probably gonna have a title defense mm-hmm. against two we don't know yet we'll probably find out soon right then you have Money in the Bank, which is key to both world champions because it's it's a person that can steal from them at any time. Um, I'm really curious the summer here for Rome and the Bloodline because, like you said, the, 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 we're waiting for the collision. We're waiting for everything just to boil over. And I'm trying to figure out how is it going to be. Is it going to be as, as obvious as the Usos split? 
and you have a solo Roman versus Usos, is it just Jay splitting? Which that's unique because yes. we've seen twins before in WWE. You know, are we gonna have a, 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 a are we gonna have one twin? You know, leave and be a a, a, a solo male talent uh, opposite his other twin. You know, I, there's just so many different ways to look at this. And then again, Solo's been protected so much, so you want to c- continue to see him rise to the point of you're like, well, man, maybe Solo's the biggest threat to Roman's throne. So I, I'm really, I, I'm, I'm 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 intrigued to see what they have uh, lined up this summer for the Bloodline and the fact they all are now all still on SmackDown. And that's the name of the game. You want to get people invested into, hey, what's going to happen next? You know, especially today's wrestling fans who say, oh, I saw this coming and I saw that coming. You know, and (laughs) right now you think you see stuff coming, but there's so many different directions it can go and you can, that can still make sense. That make you go, hmm. Yeah. I didn't think they were going in that direction. You know what I mean? So it's very intriguing right now. It is. It is, and, and and that's that's a huge credit to the to the creative because mm-hmm. you know it was compelling. It was. It's been compelling since Survivor Series, and then all the the drama and Sammy played a big part of it all the all the way into Mania, and you kind of thought, okay, this is going to blow off at Mania. This we're going to just finale everything at Mania, but no, we've managed to. We're in new chapters, right. um, which is which is pretty remarkable, um, yeah. all things considered. Absolutely. <clears throat> so. Uh, tune in on uh, next Friday for to see to see where the bloodline goes. All right. All right, time for the second main event match here tonight. It is Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. Now, this match, with a little bit of critique of going into it, and the commentary even says we we don't even still actually fully know why Brock is such a problem with Cody. There's right. speculation on WWE that oh maybe Brock doesn't like you know Brock had a match at Mania against Omos and Cody, you know, Cody's in the, is the new main eventer, you know, but they never really gave us a lot of, nor do they a lot with Brock. Brock just kind of does what he does. And it's just, it's kind of impactful because he's the beast. Mm -hmm. So all that said, we're going into this kind of like, okay, it's a big match that Cody needs to win. That's kind of the story. Cody, he just lost his, he just missed his chance to win the world title Mania. He's got to beat Brock. That's the story here. We don't really know why Brock's so damn angry, but if Brock's angry, you don't question it. So Brock versus Cody. Uh, Cody dives over the top rope before the bell is even rang, so immediately taking uh, advantage of, of attacking Brock and, and commentary selling. This is what you got to do. Matt hasn't started. There's no DQ to be called. Um, yeah, uh, kind of what I thought. This was Brock suplex city on, on Cody, looking dominant, looking like he's done on John Cena past year, which they noted. Um, at one point, Cody ends up removing the turnbuckle pad. That's significant because while they plan for it to be removed, they do catapult Brock into the exposed metal, but he immediately starts gushing within three seconds of blood. Uh, it wouldn't be a memorable wrestling show in Puerto Rico without <laughs> some hard way blood, I suppose. Yeah, no, that, you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, J- Jimmy, he's just he's yeah. I mean, he's he's the the what did Jr. the proverbial crimson mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, holy ketchup, just just blood everywhere, and uh, certainly added for the visuals. We get some crossroads that doesn't do it. We get an F five. Cody kicks out of that, uh, and then uh, positioning wise, Brock locks the Kimura submission in mm-hmm. to Cody. Now, again, if, if anybody didn't see this, if you're looking for us to recap this, the Kimura has Brock on his back 
with Cody kind of right on top of him, but he's got Cody's arm and an arm lock. Looks like he's going to just bend the arm backwards. Mm-hmm. But Cody managed to manages to thrust forward, thus putting his weight on Brock's head and shoulders, which basically pins Brock's shoulders to the mat, mm-hmm. which referee jump in here. Mm-hmm. Even even in a submission, if the shoulders then get pinned, you now count the shoulders to which the referee does one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Cody manages to counter the Kimura into a pinfall scenario, and Cody beats Brock Lesnar, hightails it out of there fast. No celebration, no pyro, no ballyhoo. He is down the aisle and out of there. Mm-hmm. But Cody Rhodes gets the pinfall on Brock while Brock technically had the offensive handle on him. Right. Uh, give me the referee prowess from this, and this is the ultimate protection for everybody, right? Yeah, absolutely. And the referee, that's the right call because his shoulders were on the mat with the other, with his opponent on top of him. Even if it just uh, basically, if he's laying there unconscious and the arm is draped on top, you still have to count. It it doesn't matter. His shoulders were pinned to the mat, technically pinned to the mat. And it's kind of like, let's say, for example, I put you in a figure four. And you're selling the figure four and I lay back and I just relax like this with my shoulders on the mat, even though I'm on the offense in the figure four, my shoulders are down and we're in contact with each other. And you might be just sitting up. Technically I could get my shoulders counted down. So it, it was the right call. And I thought it was interesting that it started off the way it did where, you know, it, it felt like Cody needed was getting his retribution. They started before the bell and then they got back in the ring and then the bell rang and Brock was dominant. Like he should have been for a while there, but Cody gets sneaks out that win. It just, uh, uh, the, the line I liked best was when Michael Cole, uh, said after Cody kind of scooted out of the ring, um, Cody is back on the road to finish the story. And that's what it is, you know, getting by those hard times. This is Cody's hard times moment. And uh, I thought the match was fine. I thought, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I, uh, I agree. And and, and just for uh, refereeing consistency, mm-hmm. earlier in the night, when Bad Bunny applies the figure four to Priest, same thing. Mm-hmm. They counted Priest's shoulders at one point. Yes. Uh, so there was a good consistency of rules of... Mm-hmm it being a thing. So that way this finish didn't come out as, as random, so to speak. But um, yeah, so Cody beats Brock. I got to think that's probably it for this, right? Brock goes back home until called upon again. Right. I I, I don't want to speculate too much because again, and now it's Mm -hmm. 12, 13 in the morning here. Yeah. Later on Sunday, they're going to reveal this. Who knows? Maybe Brock's part of the world heavyweight championship bracket. I don't know. I got to think Cody probably is. My prediction is Cody probably is, but, I hope Cody should not win this new world title. I hope more hard times. He gets close, but yeah. this is uh, and and the story mm-hmm. continues. Exactly, I agree. And uh, uh, again, hats off to Brock for continuing on through that crimson mask. And yes, uh, you're right, Justin. It was, and you said three seconds. I don't even think it took that long. Uh, yeah, it, it was. So, yeah, it, it was bad. It was instant. Yeah. I, I, I kind of uh, the. Um, the sadistic voyeur in me wants to go back right now when we get off this podcast and go watch Peacock and see it. But I have a suspicion that they might have already edited the replay. And you think I, you know, they don't like the 
you know, mm-hmm. or maybe the black and white. I don't, I don't know, but he, he hits that little, buckle. Little blurred out. And it just, the X. It just starts, <laughs> yeah, it just starts oh, spitting out of him. Oh. Yeah, he, he, he hit a gusher, that's for sure. Craziness. Um, so that was that was backlash tonight. Uh, yeah. Again, one of the better backlashes, maybe the best ever. Mm-hmm. Um, very much a finale kind of show because the draft goes in effect. The results of the draft go in effect this Monday. So this kind of feels like the end, probably of Cody and Brock. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of feels like maybe the end, even of Sammy Ko and Riddle, because. Sammy Kale and Riddle are all Monday night and the bloodlines all Friday. So it's kind of like, you know, they got the baby, you know, that's kind of done. Um, you know, again, the women that we talk about each champion, Bianca and Rhea, they both retained. They're both carrying the t- title that's opposite to the brand they're on, but we, that's a whole other thing we've talked about. Right. Uh, you know, but it, 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 you know, it really feels like this is a kind of a, we're any tonight and we're really going to f- start fresh this Monday mm-hmm. and this Friday uh, for what the summer is going to hold. So, yeah. Uh, but like you said, there's a lot of questions there and, and, and seeing where we go from here, like you said, the women's championships, so the, the titles are technically on opposite brands. How do they rectify the situation? I hope they don't do just the simple title swap. Well, especially when the reign that Bianca has is record setting, you know, right. so you don't, you don't just hand that over to the other right. woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, again, I think it goes back to don't make the women's titles named after the brands. Make one of them the women's WWE championship, one of them the women's world heavyweight. Just, just give a name that's, right. not, that's not brand exclusive to it. I hear you. Yeah, totally agree. So, uh, look, overall, an exciting night, though. Um, yeah. We've sat through over the years some events from WWE that you're just like, oh, you know. Mm-hmm. I could be in bed right now, or I could be doing something else. Uh, <laughs> or, oh, thank God I'm being paid to talk about this one tonight. Yeah. Tonight, I would have done this one for free. This was a pretty damn entertaining show. It was. It was give me your don't, phone. Don't no, give yeah, me that. No, don't no, 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 yeah. I mean, the paycheck would still be yeah. nice. <laughs> no, I, I enjoyed it. I'm overly enthusiastic at 12, 16 in the morning here. No, I hear you. And, and it was, like you said, it was entertaining from start to finish. There wasn't a, uh, even the... You, Yes, maybe a, a tad bit long. Some of the preview uh, videos to you know setting up the matches, but th- those those are done so well too that you it, it's hard to get up and, and try to decide when are you going to go get something to the kitchen to drink. When can I take my bathroom break? You know that kind of stuff. It was that kind of night where 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 you pretty much had to be on your toes the entire night, and so you don't miss anything. Well, I like the fact that you know let me see here one two three. Four, five, six. Yeah, I mean, seven matches, and and, mm-hmm. and you know the Bianca match was added late. I like that. I I don't I, I don't need a show to have ten matches, and we have right. to create. Like I like the fact that they kind of kept. And even even and I, and I suspect I don't. And again, this again I don't know if this goes back to logistics of there mm-hmm. in Puerto Rico. I don't in San Juan. I don't know if there's a curfew or what that building has in terms of its rider and, and regulations, but like. Cody won. He got out of there, whatever, whatever. And like they, they, I mean, they, they got out. They, they, they yeah. had the, they had the signature up. They, I mean, they got out pretty quick. So, and that was 1105. So, right. Uh, I don't know again if there's certain time things that they had to follow, but they did not screw around with, you know, milking the, the Cody's win, which maybe right. is a little bit of a fault. And maybe they, maybe they ran late. I don't know. But right. they, they, they just, they just kept it going. They did not, um, 
<laughs> to the one point actually is that I, I know you're not you're not watching on Peacock. You're watching on something different up there, right? No, on the WWE Network. Okay, yeah. So you're watching. Actually, maybe you can answer this for me. <laughs> this goes back before the Rollins almost match. Okay. So I'm, I'm watching. So, transparency. I'm watching on Peacock, but I'm watching on the particular tier of of payment where I still have to watch the Peacock ads. Mm-hmm. If I was the next tier up. I don't watch Peacock ads, but while Peacock ads are showing, WWE gives you their own video packages, mm-hmm. okay? But I'm not seeing WWE video packages. So right. as they get ready to go into the Seth Rollins versus almost, Michael Cole says, let's take a look at what got this match to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they cut away. And again, I'm getting Peacock ads, you yeah. know, for Bupkiss and whatever Pete Davidson's doing. And I'm sitting there going, Damn it, I want to see what WWE produced package they have. How did we get to Rollins versus Omos? Because I didn't think there was any way that we got to Rollins versus Omos. What, did yeah. they show you some video package that explained this? Uh, you remember? Not, you know, uh, that was one of the situations where I had to go to the kitchen and get you went to You, went, you yeah. went to pee. All right. No, because, it, it, again, I, 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 while I was curious to see, oh, wait a minute, there was a reason for this match other than we're just putting it together? But at the same time, I figured, what could they put together? And I, and from what I saw as I was coming back, it was it was just like videos, yeah, <laughs> just random stuff again. Yeah. No, that's funny. <laughs> Michael Cole said that. I'm like, I've never been more compelled to pay more money to Peacock right now. I want to know. <clears throat> I want to know. Um. All right. Well, overall, fun side. And by the way, I love the fact that these premium live events are Saturday nights now. That's a right. much better. Yeah. <clears throat> much more conducive to life. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jimmy, final thoughts on Backlash tonight. Again, a very enjoyable show. It was very entertaining overall, and it left you wanting more. And that's what's the important thing. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And uh, again, supposedly Sunday they will reveal who's going to be involved in that World Heavyweight Championship chase. Mm-hmm. So, Apparently, it's involving SmackDown too. I don't know why. But we'll talk Monday night about it, I'm sure. Um, at Jimmy Corderas on the socials, check him out. Ref and Rants, all of the good things. At Justin Labar across the socials, hit me up. Uh, again, please tweet us. Let us know where in the world are you. What are you doing when you consume this podcast? Love to know. Love to retweet it. Uh, like, subscribe, comment, share with a friend. Uh, you tell a friend, they tell a friend. That's how this whole thing grows. Uh, we hope you really enjoy. We try to just bring just a straightforward. No, we're not trying to nitpick. No, we're not trying to like whatever. We're just giving the giving thoughts, giving giving yeah. you a way to look at and 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 consume the consume the product and think about things mm-hmm. and have fun with it. Uh, thank you, Ricky Zalvador, yeah. for your uh, comment there. Thank you, appreciate it. Thanks to all the super chats again. Big thanks. Yes. I think it was to Jeff and his wife. Yes, absolutely. For the fifty dollars super yes. chat. Yeah. Uh, glad his wife is a fan of Jimmy K. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Big shout out to all of you guys. Thank you very much. We'll be back Monday night. Uh, I don't remember if it is it Triple J. Is Jack with us? I don't remember. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. Or is it Alfred? I, I don't remember. I don't remember either. Nonetheless, Jimmy and I will be here Monday with somebody yes. else. It'll be Monday night after go. all. It'll be a great time. Uh, yeah. Thanks to all of you. Have a good night. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Be good to each other. We're out.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.